We're stuffing the statue. We're stuffing the statue. Stuffing the statue. We're stuffing the statue. We're stuffing the statue. We're stuffing the statue. Stuffing the statue. We're stuffing the statue. Whoa! Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Joe Ricotta. I'm here today with Ken Keebles. We're going to talk some Bulls, Knicks, some Blackhawks hockey, some Fred Van Vliet. And then, finally, my favorite section of the show, cheese plays of the day, Ricotta's cheese plays of the day. Not to be as cheesy as this intro, we're going to get the sides, props, totals, we're going to have it all right here. Let's get right into it. Let's go. What's up? Welcome to episode two of Stuffing the Stat Sheet. I'm here today with Ken Keebles, my friend and future brother-in-law. Ken, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. The, the future brother-in-law is a, it's a nice touch. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, right? All right, at this point. I mean, it should have been already, right? I mean, crazy year. Yeah, yeah I guess I didn't have to say future. It should have been already. <laughs> but um, of course, unfortunately, it was postponed, the, the wedding and all that. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, man, uh, let's dive into it a little bit here. Um, we have... Fred Van Vliet putting up a monster. He had a monster night tonight. Fred, a good, clean look. Three is good. Fred, the three is good. Fred! Fred! Powell with the steal. Lead pass to Siakam over to Fred on a pull-up three. Bucket it. To break this game open. Here's Fred Van Vliet, the three. Back up chop. Fred Van Vliet, his name is Fred Van Attempt. Van Vliet with 39 points, doubled. Boucher, the three, and it rattles in. Yeah, 86-77. Fred, the three, good! <laughs> this is unbelievable. 11 made threes! <laughs> Thought about it, now here he is, attacking, finger roll, good! Bet on yourself! Fred Van Vliet and company are going to do their best to make sure this happens. Look at that. There you go. And there it is. 50. Fred Van Vliet pointing. Vince Carter, Terrence Ross, DeMar DeRozan, and Fred Van Vliet. Steady Freddie. 52 ties the record held by the great DeMar DeRozan. On his defense, and to him have a special night like this, look at the Kyle looking for him. He gets another and two. There it is. The Raptor record, Fred Van Vliet with 54. Um, it's just remarkable. So he's he's from my hometown, so we definitely gotta talk about it on the podcast here. That's that's how I felt. I, I said I gotta do an episode, just gotta talk about this. Um it's cool because there's some sort of uh, relation with James Robinson, and both of them were undrafted free agents who are becoming stars in their respective sports. Um, Van Vliet, obviously, with basketball, and he's already a world champion. 
uh, NBA champion, and James Robinson, who is a definite Pro Bowl snub this year, um, really stood out, played a hell of a season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, um, you know, Van Vliet tonight, he put up a franchise record, 54 points, also a career high. I mean, he was just draining threes from half court. Uh, it was it was remarkable. Uh, you know, he just c- continues to to prove doubters wrong from Wichita State to you know going undrafted, and it's just cool to see, man. Yeah, yeah, Van Fleet's a great story. You know, coming from your hometown to not only having a great game tonight and setting some records, but I mean, he also set a record this offseason for. You know, biggest contract in NBA history for an undrafted free agent with that eighty-five million dollar contract. So he's setting a lot of firsts this year. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's um, you know, watching him step up, especially in that final series. And uh, I worked with the guy. I actually trained a guy. You know, I deliver for FedEx. That's my full-time job. You know, people might be surprised to hear that <laughs> this is not my full-time job, but. Um, it's not, but, uh, I actually trained a guy who he, there's some connection with Van Vliet and he watched him play. Cause I think his son played basketball with Van Vliet or against him, I should say. And there was a right. championship. Game. They were like nine or 10 years old and Van Vliet, the crowd, they were so into it. There's these parents of kids that, you know, I guess they got a little bit rowdy and they're, they're booing them. And he's at the free throw line. This is what he told me as we're in the truck, and I'm I'm driving his truck. He goes, the the kid, he's nine or ten years old, is Van Vliet at the time. He looks at the crowd, he puts his finger to his mouth, like shh. And he sinks because it was it was a very close game. He sinked two free throws to ice the game at the end of the game. So some people he just said, always I, have that killer instinct, I guess. Yeah, he said, I knew right then that kid's going to be special. It turns yeah, out he, he, very special. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was, you know, right from the beginning. Some people are just born with that that instinct of, you know, being able to be calm when it, when it matters most. Oh, absolutely, man. Ice in his veins, killer instinct. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as we transition a little bit here, we could talk a little bit more basketball. Um, I want to preview tomorrow's or tomorrow night's game. Like I said, if you're listening to this, it's today because it's coming out February 3rd, Wednesday, Wednesday, February 3rd. Um, the Bulls are going to take on the Knicks again at home. Um, pretty close game the other night. Uh, Lowry Markinen. Bulls ended up pulling it out. Marking it had just a freaking night, man. Him and Zach Levine combined for 51 points. Markinen, 11 of 18 from the field, 6 of 12 from the three-point line. Uh, Thad Young stepped up. He's been he's been playing really well. 13 points, eight boards, eight assists. Um, all five starters scored double figures. And uh yeah, man, they're, they're playing some good ball. What do you think about the Bulls? Bulls are definitely a much more fun team this year. I mean, it shows how much, you know, they, a lot of people always say, oh, coaching doesn't matter very much. But, man, I mean, 
I think, you know, Billy Donovan has proven that wrong, right? I mean, watching the difference in just how, you know, focused the team is and and how well they are in on a night-in and night-out basis compared to last year with Jim Boylan, it's night and day. It's night and day. It's just, it's it's, it's finally fun to watch the Bulls, which, you know, I don't remember the last time I was able to say that. No, yeah, it's, I got to be honest, you know, this is coming from a diehard Bulls fan who, uh, you know, would watch the Bulls every night. And the last few years, it's been like, there's nights I just took off. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't put myself through that, especially with Jim Boylan. And like you said, the coaching, the coaching makes a huge difference. It obviously has. They feel like they're in every game, which they're coming off of a little bit of skid. They broke the skid against uh, the Knicks, obviously. But it just feels so much different. And Lowry's playing for a contract. So him playing aggressive and playing. He played defense the other night. Mark yeah. defense. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, he, we always knew he could shoot. He had that potential. But he was playing defense. And that's pretty impressive to me. Um, you know, Kobe White was clutch. It, it, like you said, yeah, it's, it's uh, the coaching has obviously made a huge difference. I'm not always thrilled about, um, you know, the, the the rotations that Donovan uses. There's sometimes I get a little bit upset with, you know, Denzel Valentine always being in there, but he's not terrible. But I, he does things yeah, that I drive. Com- I completely agree with you on Valentine. I I feel like part of it is though. Like I know this sounds bad, but they also know they're not going anywhere, man. And oh. Yeah. When it comes down to it, they don't want to be an eight seed, right? I think in the long run, like I mean, hey, they might the players might want to be, but there's no way this coaching staff or or this front office wants them to be an eight seed. You know what I mean? And I think that's in the back of their mind, giving these guys minutes and seeing what they have. And Phelan team might be a guy that you know they could cut bait with soon, you know, off season something like that. So give them a shot. If it doesn't work out, we all expect it not to. You know, I mean, worst case scenario, you don't make the playoffs, which is probably best case scenario for the Bulls. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because then you put yourself in a better position for a pick. And oh, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, and it, yeah, exactly. They, I think that's what Karnasovas he knew coming in. We got to see what we have, right? We got to mm-hmm. see are the guys that are on this team what we have to move forward with. You know, Patrick Williams, he's obviously a rookie and none of these guys had a real training camp and it was even weirder for the rookies because they just thrown into it like here go play ball kid but and and williams he's proven me wrong even because i was like what are you doing taking him with that with the fourth pick you know because but he's turned out to look like a pretty solid player something you could build with so i'm happy he's long he's athletic he seems like a you know, a guy that is not even completely developed yet, and he's already, you know, every single game that he's played, he's guarding the other team's best player. He's guarding LeBron. He's guarding, you know, he's guarding Bradley Beal. He's guard, he's he's taking the best player every single game. You know, and to do that as a rookie, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, he jumps right in. I think, I don't know if this is going out on a limb at all. I think he he's the the Bulls' best defender. You know, yeah, then, I don't think that's even a question. Not a question, yeah. And and it's but it's imp- really impressive to see a rookie do that. Um, like you said, guarding the te- the other team's best player on a nightly basis. Um, and I think 
like you said, you know, he's got some things to work on still, and that's that's only, you know, we knew that that would be the case. But um, it's it's cool to see. Like, there's definitely that untapped potential, and you can see him get better and better as the nights move along. So, uh, with that said, though, let's move along. We, you know, we do have the the Bulls and Knicks with the rematch um, tonight. But I, I found it strange. So the Bulls were four-point favorites from what I saw from the first meeting. They ended up winning by – they covered that spread. Right. They won. And, but the game was really close. And Vegas is not – you can't pull the, the wool over their eyes. So I thought about, wow, would this be a good bet for this? And we're not into the betting segment of the show yet, but um, – you know, they, they, they put this a little bit closer this time. I think it's a two-and-a-half-point spread last time I, saw, I checked. I saw three about, you know, 15 minutes ago. Three? Okay, so it went back yeah. up. Okay, so I guess it opened at three-and-a-half, but still a little bit lower than it was um, the first time around. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you think about this matchup tonight? Not, not from a betting perspective, but uh, – it's it's always hard to beat a team a team two times in a row. Yeah, know? and I think maybe that's why the spreads where it's at. I mean, you know, there's a very good chance the Bulls are also going to be without Otto Porter still, um, mm. and you know that's a that's a big thing off big thing for them. Um, just another guy in the rotation. Um, I, I think it's a good matchup for the Bulls because I do like. I mean, as you see in the first matchup, Markinen he matches up very well with the Knicks. Their bigs, kind of like you were, you know, we were kind of talking about this off air, but he, you know, their bigs don't move very well, right? I mean, the Knicks are very good defensively, but I would say that's the one spot where the Bulls match up very well with them. And if Markkinen's willing to put up the shot, you know, like you know, some games he's not, but like you know, he did against the Knicks, he put up I mean, probably the most shots he's put up all year. You know, if he's if he's taking those shots and he's making them, he's he's the one guy that really, you know, to me, matches up well with the Knicks. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, as you mentioned it, we were talking a little bit of off air about this, but, um, yeah, Markkinen is going to keep being aggressive and, and, uh, taking those shots. I mean, he was, he they were obviously looking for him too. Kobe White seems to be getting a little bit better at distributing the ball and not just making like entry level passes, but actually, you know, some pretty impressive passes along with Dad Young and some of these other guys. I mean, they're just, he's, Dad Young was dropping dimes. Um, right. It really does yeah. feel like Kobe is seeing the floor better, though. I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, right? So, like, even a, just a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about Kobe White, and I was like, Kobe White's not a point guard. He's not a true point guard, right? And I still, I still don't think he is. Um, but he's definitely made some more progress, and I don't know if it's just – Okay, he needed more time, and and it's definitely he's he's still a young player. This is his second year, so right. You know he's definitely a young player, but um, it's his first time really taking over this role. Which a lot of times though you'll see in crunch time, which Zach Levine will take more of the ball handling duties, like in the second half we need a bucket, which is you know a lot of star players and scorers do that, and Zach Levine's the best out of any of them to get a bucket whenever you need it. But um, I, I think, uh, yeah, no, I am really impressed with what, with uh, Kobe White's development, at least from a point guard 
standpoint, even though there's nights, he still has his nights where it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're, you're playing terrible, but you know, I guess that comes with the territory as you get more familiarized with a new position. Yeah, definitely still young, you know, only, you know, still really, still really fresh in the league. And he was definitely raw coming out of school. I think, I mean, to be honest, I kind of, kind of a guy that I, I mean, not very similar players, but reminds me of Patrick Williams in the draft, two guys that really shot up really late in the draft, you know, process, you know, Patrick Williams is probably going to be, they were thinking about him in the 10th range. He, he pops up, Bulls get him at four. Same thing with Kobe White. He seemed like a guy that was going to go like, you know, 10 to 12. I think the Bulls took him at like seven or eight guys that, you know, came into this process and shot up because of their athleticism. I think. And I think it's sometimes in the NBA, you know, those Super athletic guys are great, but they just take some time to develop. Yeah, no, definitely. Because uh, we know he can he can score it when he gets hot. He's kind of like one of those streaky guys. He can definitely score it. But, uh, no, the development part, you're 100% right, and he's kind of that late riser type of guy that, that when they draft him at the se- with the seventh pick, um, which, yeah, it was a little bit surprising. Um but yeah, anyways, let's move along here. We talked a little, a lot about the Bulls. Um, I want to talk about the Blackhawks. You sure? Oh, yeah, I don't really know. Should we even talk about them? Like, <laughs> I'm just screwing with you. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. They are depressing <laughs> right now. They are so depressing. I, I so have to say. They I fell am, to 0-4 and three this season when giving up the first goal, but. Um, their overall record, we, we don't really want to share that either. So, I just... Uh, I don't know, go ahead. If I, you have any takeaways, you could... It's, I have it's no not. takeaways from the team as, you know, the individual games. For me, this is, this is something that, you know, we, we had to expect. I mean, you know, Stan kept saying, for, you know, people who don't know what I'm talking about, Stan Bowman's the general manager of the Blackhawks. He's He's acting like they're going to be competitive, you know, and I get that Doc and Tades are out, but, I mean, you can't tell me that these guys that they have playing right now on the first and second line with, with Kane and, and Debrinket, some of these guys aren't even NHL players, man. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. And it's not like they've been good the last five years. You know, they've, they've been bad. They should have draft picks that have, you know, are, that are coming up, and the only one that's really – Looks like he's going to be an impact impact player as Ian Mitchell. Other than that, I mean, what do you really have to look forward to? It, it sucks. I'm a, I mean, I know you and me, both huge Hawks fans, love watching the Hawks, and I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. You know, it, it's depressing. No, it, it is depressing. And, and you're right. I mean, you, you'd think with the team that's been struggling for a little bit now, they'd have a little bit more to show for it as far as player development and picks go. And they just it, – it's swing and a miss. Swing and a when miss. Do you think, when do you think – who is the last – okay, the last player or the last year that the Hawks had a pick? So Stan Bowman, right? So he's been the general manager since. I think it's since after that first cup, right? When was the last time the Hawks had a, a first-round pick that they signed to a second contract? <laughs> oh, man. We're going to go back to, like, the... 2009, man. Yeah, Kevin that was Hayes, Taves, right? Was, no, I don't know who it was in 2009, but Kevin Hayes 
who they drafted in 2010. Do you remember him? He held out and didn't sign, ended up going to the Rangers. He was the first of a long list of White Sox, I mean, not White Sox, oh my God, first of a long list of Blackhawks first-round picks that have not signed his second contract. None of them. Since 2009. Wow. And they've had multiple top ten picks. It was just, yeah, that's bad. It's bad. You know, so it's like, what do you expect? That is bad. That is a terrible stat. You never want to end up on that that sort of nope. list. Uh, yeah, no, Bowman, Bowman is it's proven time after time that he – this core – this should have been able. They should have been able to build around the core that they have through the draft, but also not make dumb contract extensions that really ended the era prematurely, in my opinion. Um, you know, the golden era that was Chicago Blacks Blackhawks hockey, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's sad because when you have guys like Kane and Taves, and you know. That group of guys together, Keith even, Seabrook, of course, but the, that contract does not look good. Yeah. Um, you know, you should have been able to do a lot more, and that, that's just – it is sad. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it because it's kind of like, – like you said, you know, we're both big Blackhawks fans, and we can't really enjoy the team for we, – we just look at it like what it is right now, and it's just a rebuilding phase, but it's the rebuilding – doesn't seem to be going that well. So, you know, it, there's a couple guys that, you know, they've been playing well. You know, Dylan Strom is playing mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, I, I still like, and, and DeBrinket returned tonight after missing four games. Um, he, you know, he was on left wing with the second line with Kubelik um, and Dylan Strom. And, uh, you know, and DeBrinket had, Two assists tonight. So, but but then you look at goaltending. You know, you had Corey Crawford retire, and, and I mean, I don't know what to make of Lincoln and and uh, Subin. Do you? Do you have any? I I don't know. I don't know what to make I of think, these guys. I think Lincoln is the. Well, I think Lincoln is the better of the two. Um, Subin makes me want to like just change the channel. I mean, he looks like he's never <laughs> goal in his life. I I don't know. Um, but it's the same. Like. I don't think they've drafted a goalie in the first two rounds and like I want to say it's like it's it's a ridiculous amount of time. I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but it's like they haven't drafted any goalies to develop either. So it's like I mean, what did you think Curly Cropper was gonna play forever? <laughs> right. Right. I, no, I mean I think to say about the Blackhawks organization as a whole, this this could be a whole podcast in and of itself. It really could. It really could, and it, and that's why we should keep it short. But I, you know, we're talking. Yeah, Corey Crawford, he wasn't going to play forever. And and for the the amount of crap that fans, by the way, I agree with you with the Subin thing. I think uh, Lincoln and I would I would give the edge to him, but I still don't know what to make of him. But uh, you know, oh, and by the way, Scott Darling just uh, signed a contract with the the Ice Hogs, the Rockford team. That. So that's we could be seeing him make his way to Chicago at some point. That would actually be kind of cool. I would tune in for that. Can't be that, any worse. Yeah, it can't be any worse, right? Um, but uh, 
No, but for all the crap that fans gave Corey Crawford, um, I I think he was such an underrated piece to this team because I, there was there were times even in the, with the the playoff series that they had that they eventually that they went on to win, um, and through those runs, and the 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 teams that didn't make the playoffs or didn't play well in the playoffs. He was one of the main reasons, if not the only reason, a lot of nights that they were even in the game. I mean, so Hawks fans, all this seatbelt talk, they, they kept saying, oh, well, he's, it's like I, I'm wearing a seatbelt. I got to put my seatbelt on to watch this with, with Corey Crawford. Yeah. I don't give him a, it's, just, it's just haters for no reason, just wanted a scapegoat, somebody to blame. It was not Crawford. It, Crawford was. He was a solid goaltender. I mean, I don't know where he ranks as far as Blackhawks goalies of all time, but I mean, Blackhawks have a long history of good goalies, so that's tough. I mean, they, you know, Absolutely. they had the original with you know Tony O, and and they had, uh, I mean, sorry, the original was like Glenn Hall, and then Tony Esposito, and then you have you know the '90s with Ed Belfour and uh, Dominic Kashuk. They've had some of the best goalies of all time, but I mean, Corey Crawford, I mean, more cups than anybody, and. and Blackhawks history for a starting goalie should have won the Conn Smythe over, you know, my boy Patrick Kane in 2012. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's the question. I can't believe he did win the Conn Smythe that year. I still think about that. But I mean, he, dude, he's if his if his number isn't up in the rafters next to Kane, Kane, and Keith, they're doing something wrong. Yeah, and Hosa too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I would, yeah, that's that. No, I agree with you. He's got to be up there. Um, of course, Niemi was a part of the the first cup, right? 2010. Not yeah, they were right to get rid of him, though, and that proved really quickly. That, they, uh, yeah, that they 2010 were right. had the best, one of the best defensive teams, man. Um, I mean, that that third pairing was, was a, I mean, I can't even, it, it felt like nobody, the other team never had a break. I feel like Niemi never faced shots. That defensive unit, I can't remember exactly. I think Brent Sopel and uh, Jalmerson were definitely there, right? Yeah, they, I remember that. I think they traded Cam Barker that year, earlier in the year, to pick up. Uh, they had that, 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 I'm trying to remember, was it, was, who was the? Um, was it Campbell? And, no, Brian Campbell, was. he was there the whole year. He, he signed before the year started. Uh, Keith was with uh, Taves. I want to say Campbell was with... Uh, Oh god, this is not a great podcast trying to remember this stuff. <laughs> it's not, but at the same time it's fun to to relive and kind of put our brains back in that space where we we haven't been for a long time, so Blackhawks two thousand ten. Um but while you think of that uh, Alright, can you say that again? The defensive pairings, I don't know. We don't have to really actually name them. But <laughs> um I just thought about it because, I mean, you know, I think there was a big difference between, you know, Crawford and Niemi. Everyone's like, oh, I remember everyone loved Niemi when he was there. And everyone was so desperate to devastated to see him go. But I felt like a lot of it was even further, where I feel like you were kind of right, where, you know, Crawford had to stand on his head a lot, you know, especially in that 2012 season when when and when Kane won that, uh, when the Consumite, that was one of the best runs I've seen for a goalie in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, in 2015, he was really good too. Um, you know, yeah, ex- absolutely. Niemi, 
Yeah, I mean, he had it. He, I mean, he played well, but it was like you said, carried by the defense a lot because they he didn't give up much. There was like there were no really good scoring opportunities, or there weren't many, I should say, um, for the opposition on a regular basis. But um, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up the the Blackhawks talk for today. Obviously, they they lost. When you're listening to this, it'll be the other night. They lost 4-3 to three to the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, they were trailing. They came back and tied the game at 3 and then uh, wound up losing. But uh, One last thing about the Blackhawks, I think it says a lot about how we feel about this current team, that we started talking about the game, and we ended up talking about Glenn Hall and Tony Esposito with the 2010 Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go like blast from the past with the Hawks because there's not much that really that we feel good about these days. Right. So hundred percent. Yeah. So anyways, we'll move on. I, I I didn't check the schedule to see their when their next game was. I believe it's is it Friday or Saturday? Friday or Saturday. Your guess is as good as mine with the Blackhawks, man. I'm I'm checking not Oh, it's Thursday. Sorry. They're playing Carolina again. And they're oh, they're sorry. at home. So yeah, so that'll be nice. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But they were in the contest at least. So um but with that said, we've pretty much wrapped up everything else, every other part of the show, except we gotta get to the main well, what I like to think is gonna become a cornerstone of this show, the meat and potatoes. But it's gonna be always at the end. Um, unless we do a full show on it, but the gambling side of things, uh, we're gonna do some r- ricotta's cheese plays. That's what that's what we're gonna call this segment from now on. I think cheddar. Um, yeah, or cheddar. You got to get the cheddar and cheese, cheddar ricotta cheese. That's what we're doing. We're 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 gonna try to make you some cheese as we give you our favorite picks, favorite plays, the cheese plays of the day. Cheese versus cheese. Um, Ken, you can go ahead wherever you want to start, whatever pick you got or picks. Uh, yeah, let me um, for sure. So, I mean, my first one of the day, I've already, I've already locked it in for tomorrow. Uh, Alabama minus eight and a half at home against LSU. They uh, they went up against LSU. I think it was one or two weeks ago. Um, pretty pretty recently on the road at LSU. Put up 105 points, one by 30. Um, Alabama also coming off a tough loss on the road at Oklahoma, looking for a good bounce back. So I think that's a really, really good start for that. Um, Joe, you got any college basketball picks? Yeah, I, I have a lot, actually. Uh, as we talked about a little bit before the show, but I've got, um, I've got three that I feel really good about, and then I've got one that I, I, I kind of like. It's more of a, I guess you could call it a lean. Um, so, what's that? <laughs> Eli with his leans. Yeah, yeah, I'm Eli Hershkovich tonight. I got my leans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and it's only a half point off, so I can't take it fully. I'll just, I'll just let you know about it because the half point makes that much more of a difference tonight. Um, oh man, I, I, I'm kidding, but. Uh, Nelson Cruz, uh, just to chime in real quick, Nelson Cruz just 
uh, finally signed, he came to an agreement to go back to the Twins. Ooh. We didn't talk any baseball today. Why does that make well, you feel like a White Sox fan? Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't like that. I'm pretty sure he hit like 700 against the White Sox. That's probably an exaggeration, but that's what it feels like. Uh, I believe I had the stat last year, and it was close to 600, though. I think. Man, only one year, $13 million contract. Yeah, he he's getting get up there in eight, though. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Just had it through a little baseball, and when I saw that come across, it's always interesting with the hot stove season. Oh, yeah, hot stove. I, I mean, I'm just happy that it's so- somewhat hot this year. Yeah. So... Um, we're definitely still waiting on some some big moves with, like, Trevor Bauer and stuff. But, uh, you know, we've had some other big moves like Springer, and then the Sox have made, you know, some moves with Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks. Um, of course, your boy Adam Eaton. Um, let's, just, let's, just, let's just go back to the college basketball thing. Okay, yeah, you don't want to hear that? <laughs> I um, hear Adam so I, I like the Florida Gators. Tomorrow they're they're laying eight and a half points. Uh, they're they're at home against South Carolina. Uh, I just think that this is I, I don't know. South Carolina is just not that good of a team, and and Florida's ranked. Um, they're they've been playing some decent ball. I just think this is just it's it's not enough. Like South Carolina is not going to be able to to keep this one that close. I think it should be in the double digits, honestly. Like, I, I, I saw this line, and I was like, what the hell? Florida just beat West Virginia, uh, another ranked road. team, on the road. I mean, they beat Vanderbilt, who's not a bad team. Um, they also uh, got they Tennessee won- by about 25 uh, a couple last earlier. I think it was last week. Yeah, and Tennessee's ranked higher than them. So, I mean, yep. yeah, they've won – Four straight games. So, you know, and, and South Carolina, I just don't think they have what it takes. They're not going to keep up with, with the Gators here. Lay the eight and a half. I feel really good about that. If you get a better number, I, I the only way I see this line going, though, is, like, if it's moving, it's going the Gators' direction, I, I think. But um, that's one of my, my uh, college picks. Did you have any other college picks? No, I'm just on the one so far. A lot of a lot of the lines at my book aren't up yet, um, unfortunately. So uh, it's something I'm probably gonna have to check out in the morning. I got. Um, and then I'll give you the the other two that I that I really like. Um, you're gonna laugh at one of them. I know you are, but uh, I don't know. I like these. I like these small school games. Um, so we got Incarnate Word taking on Power um, I could not give you these teams' mascots. I, I, well, I, I can tell they're two blue blood programs. What? They're two blue bloods, man. Two blue bloods? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. This. This is a. Uh, so this is basically like uh, we were talking off the air. I, I like using these predictor models to look at some of the stuff, but you know, diving into some of these small school games, I just I really like it because you can find 
you can find some really good edges. And what I'm seeing here was basically everything pointed to this game should be like a slight favorite for Incarnate Word. And they are the better team. They're, they've record wise, it shows like Lamar's been playing okay lately. If you look at uh, past games, most recent games, but um, Incarnate Word's coming off of two losses. So I feel like this is the kind of a buy low spot. And they're getting four points on the road. And they just, I think they just played this team. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave the analysis to you on this one. You're going <laughs> to? So, no, they did not play Lamar. But either way, you don't even have to watch this game. Nobody's going to watch this game, right? Like, I'm not watching this game. I just want to put some money down. I think it's. I think Incarnate Ward's going to keep it within four points. That's all. We'll just leave it at that. Fair uh, enough. And then I like Georgetown at Creighton. Uh, well, I like I like the under in the game. I don't like Georgetown at Creighton. I like the under. It's uh, at 149. I, I think that's too high. These teams aren't going to get that many points. Um, it's it's just not happening. I don't see it happening, and it's not. That's not like a super high total, but between the two of them, the way they match up with each other, it's not. They're not going to be uh, just going down there and and just hitting a bunch of shots consecutively and like super fast pace. It's not going to be that kind of game. So yeah, I mean, looking at their the last five games for each of those teams, Georgetown hasn't gone over it once, and uh, and Creighton's only gone over it once in those in their last five games. So. You know, that's, that seems like a pretty, you know, good lean there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, here we go with the leans again. Yeah, I'm just following your lead. <laughs> hey, I like it, though. I like it. We'll get in, we'll get in the lean agreement. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so those are my college picks. Um, I also like, okay, this is an actual lean because I don't, I would probably put like a half unit on it, so. Um, but I like TCU getting five points at home against Oklahoma State. I just feel like this is going to be a closer contest than uh, I, TCU could really win this game. This is not uh, you know a terrible team that's taken on Oklahoma State, and obviously Oklahoma State um, TCU just played a four point game against on the road against Missouri, which is the 18th ranked team in the country. They played Kansas pretty well. They didn't lose by much against Kansas. Um, smoked by Oklahoma, but that again, road games. They're coming off of three straight road games. Now they get to go home. So after playing their last two games on the road, not terribly. Um, you know, and Kansas is a really good team. Uh, this is just this feels like TCU is winning this game, and if they're not winning the game, it's going to come down to like one possession. So I'll take, I'll take TCU plus five, and I'll probably put a half unit on it. But the way I'm talking, the way I keep building it up, I, I might even put a full unit on. I don't know. We'll wait, wait till tomorrow. I think it's even a fun game to watch, to be honest. Like I guess there could be a good game, and then you also got Cade Cunningham over on Oklahoma State. A lot of a lot of mock drafts have him going. You know top five. A lot of them even had him go number one. So he's somebody to watch for Oklahoma State. 
Hey, I love Cade Cunningham. Yeah, he's he's super fun to watch. Um, right. This is a this won't be Incarnate Word versus Lamar. It will not. This is this is a watch. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tune in for sure. Um, yeah, what do you have? Do you have any uh, any hockey picks or any uh, NBA picks so, or prop picks? Yeah, I got a few of both. So for hockey, I mean, I, what I've been making a lot of money on personally is taking you know, big favorites at home and take them to win in regulation. A lot of times you get these minus 180 to minus 200, 200 favorites at home. If you pick them to win in regulation, you can get down to minus 110, minus 115, which is essentially just a spread bet, right? Um, so, I mean, I did it tonight with, you know, Edmonton at home. They're currently up 4-1 in the third period. I did it with St. Louis at home, Montreal at home. They both pulled it out. Uh, so tomorrow you got, or which will actually be today, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are at home. Uh, one of the best teams in hockey coming up, Stanley Cup, you know, win, uh, going up against the Red Wings. Obviously still a rebuilding, not a great team. Uh, I, I don't see a line out there yet for me, but, you know, if you can get that, you know, in regulation, minus 110, minus 120, a heck, even minus 130, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good bet to me um, to, to roll with that. Um, NBA, uh, I got I got one bet that I've been pretty much riding the last couple of weeks. I, I keep texting it to you. I'm like, hey, hit again, hit again, hit again. Trey Young, he, for some reason, his, his over-under on three is only two and a half. I've gotten it at plus money a couple times. I usually get it around minus 105, minus 110, which, which is pretty good for props. Usually props usually, I feel like you usually see minus 115 and overs, minus 120. Um, and he's, he's gone over that two and a half number, you know, like I think it's six of his last seven games. He's putting up, you know, seven, eight, nine threes a game. So I th- those are two bets I really like for tomorrow. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, that Trey Young that that's that's been money. Yeah, I know you've been texting me that, and and we've been cashing together because once I, <laughs> it's been it's been nice. Yeah, I've been we've been we've been riding this wave here, uh, and Trey Young's kind of like becoming our boy. Two and a half just seems low, man, especially with, like, you're not even paying juice for it, you know? So, I mean, I'll keep taking that two and a half if I can get it close to even money every single night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, circling back around to this, the, the Bulls game, um, I'm always so tempted to take you know the Bulls numbers, but the way Markinen's been playing, this eighteen and a half point total for that Markinen. What at? That's what it's set at. Uh, that just seems. Does that not seem low? The way that he's shooting the ball right now, and the way if he's going to be aggressive, and we were talking about the way that he lines up against matches up against this team. He's coming off a of back to back thirty point performances. He had eighteen against Boston. He, he had 23 against Charlotte, uh, so he's basically been at or over that number in four of the last five games. Excuse me. Six of the last seven games, he's been at or above 18 points. And 18 and a half, I get why they put it that, because he could finish with exactly 18. But the way he's playing and the confidence he has and the team he's playing, the exact opponent, I'm going to take that over 18.5 at uh, minus 104. Uh, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. Like, if, if I'm going to play at any game, it's going to be this game because of the matchup. 
I usually don't play full player point total just because, you know, other than Levine, it seems like their players are pretty volatile, right? But mm-hmm. I think if you're going to play it, this is the game to play it. Yeah, definitely. And maybe, you know, maybe you feel more comfortable, uh, not you, but anybody that's listening, maybe they feel more comfortable with, like, the points, rebounds, assists, numbers, um, stuff like that. And that, that might be a, another spot to look to. Um, or, you know, he's at plus money over three-and-a-half three-pointers. So, you know, he just hit six, which three-and-a-half, though, it does seem like a lot. I don't think I'll be doing that because, you know, he could finish exactly with – he could finish with three, right? So – and that would still be a decent shooting night if he went three for six, if he just didn't take as many shots. Um, I probably won't be doing that, but if it's at plus money, it's not – I don't think it's a terrible strategy if you're just strictly looking at payouts and stuff. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely feel you. The Bulls players can be very volatile, especially in particular uh, like Kobe White and you know some of these youngsters. You just you don't know exactly what you're going to get on a nightly basis, and even Lowry to a certain extent. But um, yeah, those that's what I like today, uh, and uh, I think we have some great picks for everybody. Did you have? Was there anything else that you're looking at or? We pretty much covered it. Uh, nothing specifically. The one thing I'd say to check out is DraftKings. Has been, uh, if you're on DraftKings, they've been running specials every day where they do a different uh, a different boost every day for the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. So it's something different every day. Earlier in the week, I felt like I got a pretty good pretty good value for no team to score more than three times in a row, you know, at plus 205. So there's some really good value to be had on some of these uh, – prop bet that, you know, DraftKings is offering daily on the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I screwed up with that one because when you sent me that, my full intention was to get on there and, and put something on that because I was like, wow, that's, yeah, that's a really good deal. That's yeah, a really plus 205. Boost, yeah, and then it, it it's not there now. Because the, the next yeah. day I met back and it wasn't there, and I'm like, what the hell? It's daily props for the Super Bowl. Like it's daily terrible. specials. Terrible. I thought I thought it was just like, okay, they're just gonna run this promotion throughout the week. Nope. You gotta get on there every day and and uh look for the like that's a good no, that's good advice though. That that's you should definitely be looking for those those boosters and those specials. Uh especially like even if you're putting money on some of these NHL games, uh some of the, the prop bets and and uh, the the college basketball games because the odds boost there was a fifty percent booster tonight for uh, uh, for NCAA basketball and you know that that comes in handy I mean I used that and I I took the over the team total for Iowa and cashed that one so you can really get some some uh, some solid boosts here and find some good. When they run these specials, it's it's really comes in handy, and you can really rack up the money quickly. So, but uh, anyways, Ken, it has been a real pleasure to have you on on the show. Um, you know, I feel like, being, like overly friendly when I don't have to be friendly to you because just like we give each other shit all the time. So I don't even know why I'm being like super. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a real pleasure, sir. But. Uh, but no, it really yeah, has. <laughs> but no, really, seriously, I do, I do thank you for coming on because uh, it was really last minute and you were able to hop on really fast. But uh, I, I want to have you on more of these shows for sure. 
And um, yeah, I'll yeah. come back. I promise more shit talking next time instead of this. All right, sounds good, man. <laughs> we, we definitely got to talk a little bit more shit, as I'm sure we will throughout the week. But um, no, man, Ken, you can find Ken Keebles on Twitter at Keebs, K I E B S 13. You can find me on Twitter at the Riot 326. No relation to Ryan Terrio. And you can find this podcast, Stuffing the Stat Sheet, at ST Stat Sheet. And all over wherever you get your podcasts, I, I believe. I know there's been some issues with uh, certain platforms right now as we're just getting set up. So if it's not on your favorite platform yet, it will be. Eventually, um, for now, it's definitely on Anchor. It's definitely on Spotify. And there's one or two others that it's on. Um, but, yeah, guys, good luck. Let's get this cheese. Hope to, hopefully the cheese plays hit. And uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great night or day or evening. Whatever. Have a good one. <laughs>